Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Hey, everybody, come on in. It is uh, Saturday night. Time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. Y'all come on in tonight. Uh, command you. <laughs> this is not command your week prayer. I'm so used to saying that for prayer. This is not prayer. Come on in. This is Saturday night, which means we're about to do a preview of this new series we're about to start. I am so used to saying that for prayer. I said that. Come on in, guys. Listen, it's Saturday night. We're going to do a quick preview of tomorrow's message and this new series we're starting tomorrow. Los Angeles, Atlanta, good to see you. We're starting a brand new series tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. Atlanta, good to see you. Naperville, Illinois, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on? Josh, what's happening? Y'all, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Aurora, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, listen, guys, let me just say this. We had an amazing, an amazing night. Tampa, an amazing night last night for our second interest service in Atlanta, Friday Night Fire. It was amazing. And the six people gave their lives to the Lord. That was awesome. Phenomenal night. Uh, many connected. It was so good. Um, the line was, again, just like last night. We can pray too. You write about it. Uh, line of, to greet people and meet people. It was so amazing. We had some of our digital family come in from other places. It was an amazing night. Illinois, good to see you. It was amazing. If you were there or you saw it online, you know that it was absolutely phenomenal. And especially for the second interest service. It was great. Whenever you're birthing something new, you got to birth it with a team. And um, and it's important that you do that. We have folks from Denver who traveled to be there. It was amazing. Um, it was really fantastic. Jersey, good to see you. And we ended our series last night. The sequel, we ended it there uh, in Atlanta with, with the message called The Sequel to Salvation. The Sequel to Salvation, which was fantastic. Um, I encourage you to watch that word. The podcast will be released <clears throat> here over the next day or so. But I encourage you to watch it. It's on our YouTube, it's on our app, and our website, all of that. You make sure that you can watch that. Florida, good to see you. Um, and, uh, and so you can do that. Um, tomorrow, we are starting a brand new series. I love from Atlanta. I watched it online. Awesome. Uh, we're starting a brand new series tomorrow um, called Let's Start Over, Scratch That Better. Let's Start Over, That Scratched Out Better. And the series, the sequel, was all about how God wants your next to be better than your previous and your present. The premise of this series we're going into in the month of May is this, is that sometimes when you're starting, or excuse me, when you're doing your sequel, uh, which is your next, sometimes your next is going to require you to start, watch me, not over, but to start better. Can I get a few of you to type that on the screen? Start better. Start better. The reason the series is not called Let's Start Over and that scratched out on purpose is because for most people, our mentality um, is wrong because we view things as, oh man, I got to start over. I don't want to start over with new friends. I don't want to start over in a new city. I don't want to start over in a new job. I don't want to start over uh, with a new business. I don't want to start over. Well, with God, you're never starting over. Y'all better hear me tonight. With God, you are starting better. I need you to hear me. With God, you are never starting over. 
With God, you are always starting better. And once you understand this principle that you are starting better, um, then it changes how you view it. Because we just finished the whole series about your next. Your sequel has been scheduled. Your next is going to be better than your previous and your present. But your next may require you to start better. It may require you to start better. There may be some things you have to tear down so that you can see the sequel that's going to be better. There may be some friendships you have to start better. You're going to have to, the next group of friends, you cannot handle them the way you handle the last group of friends. The next business, you cannot handle it the way you did the last business. Um, the next opportunity, you cannot handle it the way you did the previous opportunity. So it's, it's, it's let's start over. Scratch that out better, right? Shout out to those of you that have used the badges to sew. I know we've still got some of our dream team that is traveling back. They're on a plane right now uh, that's traveling back uh, to Denver. I, I got word that we basically took over a whole plane and, uh, and they're on their way back. So we pray safe travels for them. All right. So in, in this, <clears throat> as we jump into this series, and guys, do me a favor. If you haven't shared, share tonight. Um, um, if you hear my voice is a little lower than normal, um, that is just uh, as just the travel, I guess jet lag. I gained two hours technically, but the jet lag. All right, so here we go. Um, with God, hear me, he uses all things from your past and your present as part of his plan. Everything, you gotta hear me, with God, he's gonna use your past and your present and all of that is gonna be part of the plan. Uh, everything from your past, everything from your present is going to be part of the plan. So the reason you're starting better is because you have been prepared from your past. Can I get you to make this declaration? My past was preparation. Your past was preparation. Everything you have been through up to this point is for what you will do next. And God does not waste anything. He does not waste one situation. He does not waste one relationship. He does not waste one friendship. He does not waste one failure. He does not waste one loss. There is nothing that he wastes. He ensures that everything from your past is used as preparation for whatever you have to do next. The reason your next will be better, why? Is because you will be better. The reason your next will be better is because you will be better. Um, as we ended the series in Atlanta, and again, I want to encourage you to get our app, text the word HARVEST to 877-552-4746. So you can get our app. When you get our app, you'll be able to stay connected to everything HARVEST and you'll be able to get um, that message from last night. Type that. Matter of fact, can I get a few of you all to type that in the comments? Uh, so that I can pin that. All right. Um, I talked to you about in that last message, I talked to you about the message is called the sequel to salvation. And it's the perfect setup for where we're going to tomorrow. Um, the frustration that many Christians have um, is that once they get saved, then what next? Everybody listen to me. If the purpose of salvation um, was simply to go to heaven, then once you got saved, you can die and go to heaven. There is a sequel to your salvation, and it is more than just being saved. Come on, I need you to say there's more to this. There's more to this. There is more to this. There is more to what God desires to do in your life and through your life than just you being saved. And this is the frustration that many Christians sometimes have is because, okay, I'm saved, so now what am I supposed to do? So watch me. Let's be honest tonight, Instagram, or just on Instagram tonight, not TikTok. 
Also, let's be honest. The frustration that many have <clears throat> is that once they get saved, now the focus, look at me, now the focus becomes sin. Now the focus becomes sin. Stop sinning here. Stop sinning here. Stop sinning here. Stop sinning there. Stop this. Stop that. Stop that. So what church then becomes for many people and what Christianity becomes is nothing more than behavior modification. But it is not behavior modification. It is supposed to be transformation. There is more to this than just getting saved. And then now let's talk about sin, 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 sin. That is the reason why, watch me. If, if you have followed me for any amount of time, you'll notice that the majority of the messages, I'm going to teach you the word, but have you noticed that the messages are always speaking to your identity? Who wave at me? Have you noticed that the messages are always speaking to who God created you to be. Why? Because when you know who you are, it will automatically change what you do. I need you to wave at me if you've noticed this. Uh, if you've noticed that the messages are speaking like, that's why I don't call them sermons. I call them life-giving messages. Why? Because the entire goal is to make sure that you know who you are. Because when you know who you are, listen, I have never been called to a farm. And they said, Bishop, will you cast the spirit of this chicken out of this cow, because this cow is over here talking about, bah, bah. you know, I can't even do it with <laughs> my voice. He's talking about, bah, bah. this cow is not doing what he's supposed to do. Let's reverse it. This chicken is going, moo. Never have I been called in to do that. You want to know why? Because when the animal knows who they are, they know what they're supposed to do. So no, the bishop, you don't spend, you know, I remember one time somebody said, well, Bishop Foreman, uh, 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 they, of course, they said to me, but Bishop Foreman, you know, uh, uh, that ain't real because he, he don't never preach about hell. He don't never preach about sin. And I said, are you nuts? And this was coming from somebody who had just gotten saved a couple of weeks ago. This was coming uh, prior to that. This was coming from somebody that literally when you walked up into the church, they smelled like they had just smoked a whole car full of reefer. Y'all not saying nothing to me. I'm like, you should be grateful that 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 hell is not the focus. Because based on, watch me, based, listen, based on what I'm seeing, listen, you might bust it wide open, right? At the end of the day, when you know who you are, it changes what you do. You do not have to spend a bunch of time telling people what not to do. When you tell people who they are, when you tell people who they are, you show them what they can do. And I need you to type it on the screen. I'm a king and a priest. I'm a king and the priest. That's Revelation 5.10. The Bible says, and God has made us kings and priests. This, this is why we don't spend a bunch of time. You need to stop this, stop this, stop this, stop this, stop this, stop this, stop this. And yes, we're going to teach the totality of the word. But what's better than teaching the totality of the word, uh, or excuse me, not what's better than teaching that, but what's, uh, what's important in you teaching the totality of the word is to make sure that you speak life so people know who they are. Because when you know who you are, it will change what you do. When I found out I was a king and a priest, there are certain things I said I'm not going to do because kings don't do that. I don't need you to give me a list of what not to do. I'm a king and a priest. Kings don't do that. When I found that I'm a king and a priest, I'm spiritual and successful, I was able to say there's some things that I just don't do. I just don't do. See, when you are, watch me, when you are queen, watch me, a man can't come at you sideways because you're like, don't, get, don't even come at me like that because you, you coming too low. Y'all not talking. When you are a priest, when you are spiritual, people cannot interrupt your spirituality. So you don't get to come to me Watch me, and 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 there's certain things even in my life, I don't let people in my life that, for example, if you're a non-tither, listen, don't come at a priest like that. Don't come at a man. Don't come at me like that. We can't be friends if you rob from God. You can't even come at me like that. 
Because no, when I know who I am, it changes what I do. Don't even come at me below what you know that I already am. It's the same principle. You, listen, it's so simple. When you know who you are, it changes what you do. We don't have to have 15, 15 messages about what kind of man not to date. No, we just need you to know who you are, baby girl. And when you know who you are, you'll know exactly what to look for. Sir, we don't have to have 38 messages about what kind of woman not to date. We just need to make sure you know who you are. Because when you know who you are, it will change what you do. You got to hear me. And this is what Jesus did. Jesus didn't spend, pay attention. He did not spend a bunch of time telling them what not to do. He spent a bunch of time teaching them who they were. In fact, the scripture says this. The scripture says, Acts 1 and 3. This is after Jesus has died. This is after he has been resurrected. Um, and he comes back and the Bible says he spends 40 days teaching his team. And listen to what he says. He talked with them about the kingdom of God. He taught them about the sequel because there's a sequel to salvation. There's more, hear me, there is more to salvation than just not sinning. And as Christians, watch me, we are not sinless. We should just sin less. Got it? But there is more than that. There is more than that because whatever you make the issue, you make the idol. And for many people in the body of Christ, they've grown up and everything was always taught about sin, sin, sin. So they have a sin consciousness, but they do not have a sequel consciousness. So the only thing they're trying to do is make sure that they make it into heaven. Baby, bye. The Bible says, Revelation 5.10, he has made us kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth, which means I'm not trying to die to get over there. I am living well to bring over there down here. You got to hear that. that. That's such a frustrating thing for some people because everything is just about sin, 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 sin. And watch me. And people never, ever wake up to the totality of who they are because everything has been focused on what they can't do instead of empowering them with what they can do. I need you to type it. I know you already did it, but I need you to type it again. I'm a king and a priest. Or if you want to go short, just do KP. I'm a king and a priest. All right? Because um, we've all heard the phraseology. You need Jesus. Get Jesus in your heart. You need to get saved. But once you're saved, what's next? What's next? I taught you in yesterday's message, the final message of the series, and Harvest, or uh, in the series, the sequel, um, is the kingdom. And the kingdom has three attributes or three basic uh, components. Number one, it's becoming who God says you are and possessing what God says you can. Number two, it's God's MO, his modus operandi. It's how God does what he does. And guys, if you just come in here, make sure you share. When you share, people get saved. And number three, it is heaven's attributes in your life. Now, it doesn't mean perfect. It just means that heaven's attributes invade your life. It doesn't mean you won't have problems. It just means that heaven's attributes are invading your life. And I talked to you in the message on Friday, the kingdom has three basic attributes. Number one, you find these in Romans 14, 17, righteousness. This means right standing with God and good character. So part of, watch me, part of manifesting the kingdom means not only are you in right standing with God, but your character is right. This means you do what you say you're gonna do. And if for some reason you can't or don't, you fix it, you handle it. Do not let people make you feel bad as a Christian because you make mistakes. No, what makes you a Christian is that I write the mistakes that I made. I'm not out here trying to be perfect. I'm not Jesus. But what I am going to do is make sure, watch me, that I'm righteous. 
Y'all got to talk to me. I'm not out here trying to be perfect, but what I am going to make sure that I am is I am righteous. I get things right with God and I get things right with people. For some of you, watch me before today is over the last day of the month of April. There's some things you need to get right with God. There's some things you need to get right with people. Righteousness is not perfection. It means, let me get it right with God. Let me get it right with people. If you did wrong by somebody, you need to get that right. If you didn't handle something right, you need to get that right. Not perfect, but righteous. That's kingdom. Okay? Watch me. I didn't have to go through a whole long list of things when I understand these basic attributes. This is why. Do you not know that there were 613 mitzvah or specific laws in Torah? Plus another 400 or so in what's called the oral law or oral tradition. Um, and you saw Jesus talk about it in the Bible. Jesus said, um, um, uh, when they came to him and they were saying, your disciples transgressed the commandment. Watch me, not of the scriptures, this is, but of the elders, because they washed their hands a certain way and they do all of that. There's over a thousand different things they were supposed to remember to do and to not do. And Jesus says, I have come and I have fulfilled all of those things. So that, watch me, because my people would never be able to keep all of those things. I need you to hear me. Um, what's significant about that, praise God, what's significant about that is when you understand, I get it right with God, I get it right with people, is that I didn't need a list of things to tell me what I needed to get right. Because what the Holy Ghost will do is the Holy Ghost will come in and say, you know you didn't handle that right. And for some of you, how do I know that, how do you know you didn't handle something right? Because there is something that keeps telling you need to call and fix that. You need to email and fix that. It won't leave you alone. It won't leave you alone. Anybody ever had that happen? It won't leave you alone. It won't stop messing with you. You're like, I got to fix this. There are people where you may feel justified in what you did up front. But then watch me, the Holy Ghost is going to come in. He's a convictor. He's not a condemner. He's a convictor. So he's going to come back and he's going to say, look, we need to get this thing together. This thing we need to get together. You're going to need to reach back out to this person. You're going to need to call her. You're going to need to fix this. You're going to need to text him. You're going to need to fix this. Number one attribute, um, the heavens attributes. Number one, it's righteousness. That's an attribute of heaven. I fix things with God. I fix things with people. It doesn't mean I'm not going to screw them up. And can I say this to some of y'all? You need to give people, you, you, there's things you have to fix with people. There are also things you have to let people fix with you. You cannot have this mentality of you did me wrong. I'm done with you forever. You cannot have this, you know, shoot, you know, you know, shoot to kill mentality. Um, because the same way you're going to want mercy from God to fix stuff with him. And the same way you're going to want mercy from people to fix stuff with them. You have to give people mercy to let them fix stuff with you. Now, that doesn't mean that things go back to the way that they were. It just means, it just means I got to fix it. So I can't, I can't have a level of, um, or a lack of understanding with other people that, watch me, that I want you to have with me. You cannot do that. I, the second attribute, heaven's attributes invading the earth, is this word shalom. And I talk about it a lot. We've been using that word for a long time. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. So Shalom says that there is nothing missing. You may look at areas of your life and you may say, Bishop, something is missing. Look again. You're not looking at it right. Bishop, I don't have, I don't have what I need. You're not looking at it right. 
you, you watch me. Is it you don't have what you need or you don't know what you have? Mm. I just said something right there. Is it that you don't have what you need or you don't know what you have? Is it that you don't have what you need or you don't know what you have? Um, there's this joke that, that happens amongst several people who um, serve around me. And they'll sometimes say, and now they, I think most of them have figured this out now. And they'll say, well, I can't figure that out. You know, they'll say they can't figure something out. And then somebody will bring it to me. And when they bring it to me, I'll instantly figure it out. I said, well, all you got to do is this. And I don't have to have any prior knowledge about it. I don't have to have any prior knowledge about whatever it is. You can bring me a doggone, <laughs> look, a doggone case for some insoles for your shoes. Um, and you say, I can't figure out how to do this and this. And I'm going to grab it. And my mentality is I'm a problem solver. So I'm going to take whatever I'm given and I'm going to solve the problem. Can I get you to say that about yourself? I'm a problem solver. So there's been things where people have said, now, I don't know how to figure this out. I'm not figuring out. And I literally, my response is, yeah, okay, just, just, you're not, you're not, you're not trying to solve the problem. You're letting the problem block your vision to the solution. Is it, is something missing or do you not know what you have? See, I have solutions. <clears throat> so since I'm a problem solver, I'm going to find a way to get it done. Period. That's the way my mind works. I'm, you, listen, you will not stop me. You will not block me. You may delay me, and every delay is to my benefit, okay? Um, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. But you may say, well, Bishop, I feel like there's some areas that are broken in my life. Listen to me. Is it broken or is, watch me, or is the way you built it but never the way it was supposed to be built in the first place? Is it broken? Is it broken or is the way you built it never the way it was supposed to be? Is it broken or the way you did it is never the way it was supposed to be? There's been things that, um, you know, that I have built through the years, like pieces of furniture and stuff. Anybody ever built a piece of furniture and when you build it, you look back at it and you're like, this is, this don't look like it's supposed to go this way. And then, then once you, once you look at the instructions, you're like, oh, that is how it goes. Oh, that's the way it looks. Anybody ever done that? Or you built something and as you're building, you're like, this doesn't go here. This doesn't go here. This doesn't go here. That's good. And then once you get done, you're like, oh, could it be that you built it according to the way you thought it was supposed to look, but the way you thought it was supposed to look was actually broken? It's not supposed to go that way. There's been pieces where it'll look, I'm like, why is that piece facing the front? That doesn't make sense. That's exactly the way it's supposed to go. That's exactly the way it's supposed to go. Is it that something is broken or is what you built or how you thought it should look is never the way it was supposed to be in the first place? So it only seems broken to you because you decided that that's what built looks like. It's quiet right there. Some of you decided that the only way you could be happy is in a relationship. So you feel like it's broken because you don't have one. But that's because you decided that that was the only way that you could have a relationship. That's on you. That is on you. That is not God. Some of you decided that the only way you could be happy is if you made a certain amount of money. Okay, and so you feel like, well, it's broken because I'm not making that amount of money. Okay, that's on you because the Bible says, watch me, that he will give you favor and favor is better than money. The favor is, favor is better than money. You will get more done with less than you, than you are able to do with more. It, it's just so simple. Y'all got it? It's just so simple. It, 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 it's, you decided that. 
You decided that. I remember one year I got a prophetic word. I was serving as an associate pastor at the time. And uh, as I was serving the associate pastor, I got this prophetic word. <clears throat> and the man of God said, by this time next year, you'll be multiplied by three. And um, he threw his, 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 his towel, which I kept as long as I could. Um, I just recently had to throw it away, maybe a year, a year and a half ago, something like that, just because it was beyond repair. But um, I got that. And I, I took that thing. And here's how I interpreted the word. I interpreted the word as by that time next year, I went home and added up all my assets. And I said, yep, praise God. I, pay attention. I already had something in my mind that I wanted. So when I heard that prophecy, I made the prophecy match what I said I wanted. I made the prophecy match what I said I desired. And so consequently, when I heard that prophecy, I was like, ooh, confirmation. Well, it wasn't confirmation. Watch me. Because that's not what was being prophesied. By that time next year, there were three additional things that I was doing. There were three additional things that were happening. But you got to hear me. Uh, but you got to hear me. In those three things um, that were going on, uh, by that time next year, um, it had nothing to do with what I thought it did. So here's the question. Because when you look at Shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. Is it broken or is what you built in your head what it never was in the first place? Because there are many people that would say, um, you know, things, prophecies never happen for me. You a lie. You a whole lie. If you connect it to harvest in any way, shape, form, or fashion, that's not true at all. If it's not happening for you, then watch me. You need to check your receiver. You need to check what's going on with you. You need to check what's happening for you. Because did, did you expect that you, watch me, that, that uh, you would do nothing and you would see something? That you would do nothing and you would see something? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Nothing missing, nothing broken is the next one. Nothing lacking. Somebody might say, well, Bishop, feels like some things are lacking in my life. Are things lacking or do you need to keep looking? I'm trying to make this as simple as I can tonight. Are things lacking or do you need to keep looking? There are things that you sometimes feel like you're lacking and that's only because you didn't look. You didn't look. You didn't look. You didn't look. Let me prove it to you. Every lady on here right now, fellas, we may we we haven't had this happen, but we've watched this happen with a lady. So this applies to everybody. If you've ever had what I'm about to describe, I need you to respond in the comments with that hand wave emoji. Every lady, you have put them keys in your purse and not and you weren't able to find your keys. Or you put something in your purse and you weren't able to find it. Wave at me, ladies. Fellas, if you've seen this happen with a lady, I need you to wave at me. Everybody has seen this. And maybe it wasn't your purse. Maybe it was your backpack. Maybe you're not a purse carrier. That's fine. Maybe it was your backpack. Maybe it wasn't your backpack. It was your wallet. Maybe it wasn't your wallet. Maybe you slipped slum in your, in, your, in your brassiere. Come on. Let's keep it real tonight. Every single person, every single person, every single person has seen that. Now, here's the deal. I have, I have seen women say, oh my God, I can't find my keys. I can't find my keys. I lost my keys. I lost my keys. And then they keep looking. Oh, here they go. For many of you all in your, ooh, this is good. For many of you all in your life right now, you are saying something is lacking. No, it's not. You need to keep looking. Them keys are in that purse. That money is in that business. Y'all better hear me. 
That money is in that business. Watch me. What you need, you have access to. What you need, you have access to. <laughs> Brazil. I was trying to not say bra. I was trying to, you know, keep it, keep it a little PG, you know. Here they go. Here they go. Watch me. Look, look at me. Y'all ready? Let's go in. God, this is so good. You have gotten mad at your kids. You have gotten mad at your spouse. You have hollered. You've gotten upset. You've done all of that. You've done all of that. To only say, oh, here they go. Keep looking. So to every person tonight, this is, well, I'm not Shalom because something is missing and something is broken and something is lacking. No, it's not. Nothing is lacking. You need to keep looking. It's there. You need to keep looking. It's there. You need to keep looking. Okay? And then all is well. I know what somebody's saying. Bishop, it doesn't seem like everything is well in my life. It doesn't seem like everything is well in my life. I don't feel like everything is well. Are things not well? Or are you just a persistent warrior? Worrier, excuse me. Are things not well? Or are you just a persistent warrior? Could you literally have what you need in your hand, but be worried that you'll lose what you have in your hand? Uh, somebody says, you asked why you say Shalom and you're not a Muslim. Well, Shalom is not a Muslim word. They have a different word. Assalamu alaikum is their term. That, that's not even a, that's not even a uh, Muslim word. That's a Hebrew word. And Hebrew is bigger than the religion of Judaism. Hebrew predates what is known as today's Judaism. That's a whole nother message for a whole nother day. Because today's Today's Jews and Judaism is very different than biblical Hebrews. It's a whole nother lesson for a whole nother day. All right. Um, all right. Are you, watch me. Are, is all well. Are things not well, but are you a worrier? I have seen some people literally, you ready? Get exactly what they need, have it in their hands and still worried that they're going to lose it. I have heard people, I have heard people and seen people have everything they need, everything they need. It does sound like an amazing series for the future. I've seen people have everything they need, but yet be so worried that they, that they don't make things well. I was, I was finishing up a book today. I've got about 10 minutes left. I'll finish it up in the gym this evening because I got to go. Oh my God. My eating over the last few days, I don't want to talk about it. I ate on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and today. I don't want to talk about it. Listen, I just forgot all my calorie rules these last four days. I did it on purpose, though. I built the time in to do that. Um, everything is well. And if you feel like it's not well, it's because you're a worrier. You're worried. You get a million dollars in the bank and say, oh, my God, I just don't have two. You get $2 million in my bank. Oh my God, I just need three. What happens? What happens if something happens? It's $2 million. You have $10 million in the bank. Oh my God, I only have 10. I, I need 100. There's some of you all, look at me, that you are never satisfied because you are a persistent worrier. And part of you being never satisfied, watch me, it bleeds onto other people. Because, watch me, because you're never satisfied with other people. No one can ever please you. And the reason is not because they're not good. It's because you're a worrier. No friend is good enough. No boss is good enough. 
No relationship is good enough. Nothing is ever good. And the reason nothing is ever good is because you're a worrier. It has nothing to do with the other person. It has nothing to do with other people. You're a worrier. Some of you get in a relationship. They may leave me. Then they leave you. And then you say, I knew they were going to leave me. You're a self-fulfilling prophet. You're a worrier. Worrier is a, self, is a way to, watch me, it is self-fulfilling prophecy. Because worry literally is making you take the place of God. Somebody says, I feel attacked. You in it tonight. Come on, Lord, do your thing. And I have but I just, how do I not worry? It's very simple, guys. You don't. Can I be honest with you? I um, That is something that I have had to make a practice of giving to the Lord. Because especially if you've ever gone through, anybody ever had major loss like you lost someone that you love. You lost a home and loved closely. You, uh, you lost a home. You lost a car. You lost a business. You had a foreclosure. Wave at me if you ever, wave at me if you ever had a major loss. If you've ever had, or you can say yes to, if you've ever had a major loss, it's easy for you to be a worrier. Why? Because you don't want to have a repeat of anything that you have previously gone through. If you've been cheated on before, you are, you will work, you can worry. I won't say will. You can worry that a new person will, will not cheat on you. So any little thing they do, any little thing they do, let them let them let them flip the phone over. Why are you flipping your phone over? Because there's water on the table. You trying to keep the phone from? Now you trying to? Who you talking to? What you? Because you are so worried that you will have a repeat. And I need you to put this. Somebody says, now nah, I'm worried about worrying. <laughs> Don't you worry. Stop it. I need you to put this on the screen. I will not worry. 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 All right? I will not worry. Um, this is important. Okay, so in the kingdom, righteousness, I taught you that. Shalom, I taught you that. And joy. Joy means to be glad and great, to be glad and great, to be glad and great, to be glad and great. And to be glad and great, I mean, glad there to be that part of heaven's attributes invading the earth means that we pick our emotions. We literally have to pick our emotions because it means to be glad, which means it didn't say something happened to make me glad. It just means I am glad, which means you pick your emotion. There's sometimes you're going to have to look at things and you're going to have to say, I am picking a different emotion. I am, I am choosing not to be angry. I am choosing not to be frustrated. I am choosing not to walk around here mad. I am choosing to be glad. See, kingdom people, we pick our emotions. We don't let our emotions pick for us. Um, yesterday, I'll be, I'll be very honest with you. Um, everything was tested. Everything was ran through multiple times. Um, cause I said, we will not, it will not happen a second time at this second interest service for Friday Fire. We will not have the same issues that this venue had at the first one. And the moment they were doing checks, everything checked out fine. Moment, moment it began and it went on our team. The moment it began, I was, I got the, if somebody told me the sound was not working. I said, you gotta be joking. I said, you got to be joking. And instantly, can I be honest with you? Can I be really honest? I need two of y'all to wave at me. I need, I'm going to be very honest. Right, we did. Everything was tested. I need to be very honest. I was, I was hotter than a firecracker. 
You better hear me. I was out in the fire. I said, nah. I said, nah. I said, nah. I'm finna, I'm, nah, nah. I said, nah, you don't get to, you don't get to screw this up more than once. And it wasn't on our team's end. I said, you do not get to do this. Thank you all. I got your hand raised. I got my fire. I said, this is not happening. I was out of fire. And in that moment, I had to boop, pick my emotion. I had to pick my emotion. I had to pick my emotion. I had to pick, but I wanted to snap. I did not snap. I went up real fast. And then I said, come on back down. I said, because what, what is that going to do? I said, you know what you need to do now. You know what you need to do after this. You know what you need to do after this. You know what you need to do. I said, but, but just, just let it be. Just let it be. I'm just keeping it real with you. I had to pick my emotion. I said, there's a room full of folk out there that are ready to receive. There's a room full of folk out there. And so it's folks online. We got to keep it moving. We got to keep it. I pick my emotion. I pick my emotion. Um, you have to do the exact same thing, y'all. You have to pick your emotion. That's what, what the Bible says there. And joy, glad means you pick your emotion. Let me give you this last one. Then we're going to move on. And great. Uh, Bible says that he makes your name great. So part of being a kingdom person means that we do things that are great. To do great things, that means you have to pay great prices. To do great things, that means you have to pay great prices. What does that mean? You have to pay a price to be great. God's love is free. Greatness has a fee. That's tweetable. That's Instagram storyable. God's love is free. Greatness has a free fee. Um, and, and in that, <clears throat> I taught you that there are two ways that the kingdom manifests in that message yesterday. One is through church. You train to reign. And we talked about that. And then second is tribulation. Acts 14, 22. We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. The tribulations, internal pressure distress, without good options, persecution, you gotta hear me, affliction. The Bible says that that's the stuff that's gonna get you to manifest this kingdom. That's the stuff. So let's see if I can make this make sense for you. The sequel to salvation is the kingdom. And when Jesus, and when Jesus, and when and when Jesus was resurrected after three days and three nights. You want to know what the Bible says? I'm going to go back to that scripture in Acts 1 and 3 because tomorrow's message is called He Did More After the Cross. For many Christians that thought the cross, the cross, the cross, the cross. Um, look at me. Harvest doesn't have a cross on the stage. And there's a reason. Um, do, do, Bishop, you don't believe in the power of the cross? Oh, no, I believe in the power of the man who died on the cross. And his blood that was shed on the cross, but the the cross is the cross. No, the cross is the cross. No, the cross is not to be deified. Y'all ready? We about to go in now. The cross is not to be deified. Just like Mary, who's no longer a virgin, is not to be deified, as in some Christian sects, S E C T S, some Christian sects have deified her and made her Mary, blessed mother of God, the virgin, all of that. I did a whole message. I did a whole message about Mary. Oh my God, you gotta listen, go to that series I did about uh, bad girls of the, uh, was it bad girls of the Bible or girls in the Bible? I forget the name of it. Um, But I did a whole thing 
I did a whole thing. The cross is not to be deified. It's not to be made a God. It's not. So I'm not, let me be clear. I'm not knocking, wearing crosses. I'm not knocking, getting crosses. I'm not knocking any of that. But the cross is not to be deified. Um, there's a reason we don't have a crucifix up in ours. He's not on the cross anymore. The reason we don't have the cross. He's not on the cross anymore. Bad Mama Jama. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You own it. Appreciate you. You own it. I told you I'm still my my uh, yeah, uh, this little jet lag. All right. I will be, uh, but I am fine in Jesus' name. All right. So in that, um, he's not there. In fact, Acts 1 3 says, during the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles and he proved to them in many ways that he was alive, actually, actually alive. And he talked with them about the kingdom of God. I want to read you this one verse. I want to read you this one verse. Listen to this one verse. Um, talking about what happened after the cross. Listen very carefully. John 21, 25 says this. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world would not contain the books that would be written. Shut your mouth. The Bible says he did more after the cross than he did before the cross. He did more after the cross than he did, look at me, on the cross. He did more. On the cross, he saved us. On the cross, he gave us authority. After the cross, he gave us the kingdom. I need you to hear me. He did more. There's a movie about that. That's awesome. I haven't seen that. That's awesome. He did more. Bible says in those 40 days, he did more. Look at me. Than three and a half years of ministry. 33 and a half years of life. There are 37 miracles that are recorded in the gospels. And the Bible says in those 40 days, he did more. So what did I begin to say to you? In the 40 days since what we call Easter Sunday, April 17th, in those 40 days, I need you to, and you're still in that time period, I just need you to say, I'll do more. I'll do more. You're only 13 in. Come on. I'll do more. I'll do more. And that's how we're going to open up the series because I'm going to teach you in tomorrow's message. I'm going to teach you the steps to start over, scratch that, better. Because that's what Jesus did. That's literally what Jesus did. I'm going to give you those, there's 10 of them. I'll give you those 10 steps tomorrow. Um, that's what Jesus did. Remember, they thought it was over. They thought he's gone. We put all our time and energy. Jesus is gone. It's over for us. This is not going to work. Everything is done. And the Bible says that Jesus showed up. And when he showed up, y'all, he did way more after the cross. All right? Listen, tonight, if this blessed you, I want you to sew. How can you sew? You can use the um, the, um, the badges here in Instagram. If you want to use Cash App, you can do a dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. Y'all know my energy is normally super, super high. That's how you know, Bishop. That's how you know I'm tired. So y'all pray for my strength, all right? You pray for my strength. That's how you know I'm tired. No, my energy is on a million. But that's all right. Um, in that, in that, 
And you can use the Cash App dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available. The key email for that is hello at harvestchurch.church. Hello at harvestchurch.church. All right? You can take advantage of that. If you're on here tonight, you're not a Christian, or you want to recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, I don't want to hop off of this live without giving you that opportunity. All you need to do is do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Thank you all. Do the hand wave emoji or say it is me. Thank you. Um, do that hand wave emoji or say it is me. If you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord, when I count to three, I just need you to do that. One, two, three. If that's you, just respond. I'm going to count from five down to one, down to zero rather. And give you an opportunity to respond. If you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Wherever you're at, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Five, waiting on you. Four, don't miss your moment. Three, you ain't on here by accident. Two, even if you're watching the replay, even if you're watching the replay, one, even if you're watching the replay, even if you're watching the replay, even, I see you, even if you're watching the replay, even if you're watching that replay, don't you miss that moment. I see you, even if you're watching that replay. Everybody, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to run this race. Yeah, I put you first in my life from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, take out your phone, text the word decision to 877-552-4746. When you shoot that, I'm gonna shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Listen, guys, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Uh, again, pray for my um, strength um, as we move forward in the things that God has ordained. Tomorrow, we start a new series, 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And uh, that's going to be uh, 11.15 and 1.15 East Coast Time. So make sure that you connect um, if you're in Denver, be in the building. If not, you can watch on our app. You can watch on our website. Um, all of that is available for you. YouTube, all of that is available for you. All right. I love you all. Have an amazing night. Thank you for praying for me. I appreciate that. Um, have an amazing night. And uh, I'll see y'all in the morning. As soon as you, I need you to share this. Share this on your Instagram story. Share this on your um, on your um, text. Text somebody. Invite them. Whatever you can do. Post it on your page. Post it on your social media. Guys, when you share, people get saved. That's what it's all about. Point blank, bottom line. That's what it's all about. It's people coming to the Lord. All right? Love you guys. Shalom. Have an amazing night. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply.